very long tonight, but I feel like I got a word from the Lord. This is not a part of the, the modern day book of Acts lesson, but uh, when you're studying the book of Acts, it's very easy just to find little, as Brother Narlock would say, little nuggets within the word of God. Um, and man, they just begin to open up to you. And uh, the elder, he, he made up his mind he was going to be here tonight. He was going to preach and and, uh, and I think what's got a hold of him is a little stronger than what he expected. And he's just down and running fever and he just can't do it. And he called me and he said, son, I'm just not, I just can't do it. I'm just physically weak. And so I, nobody had reached out. And so uh, we will be getting to some of these ministers around here. And, and uh, we want to hear from them. We try to use the ministry within this church and uh, so we will be uh, getting them up here and hearing from them. But tonight, I want to talk to us just for a, mo a few moments on a place called expectation. I want to talk to us on a place called expectation. If you have your Bibles, I want to turn to the book of Acts chapter 3. We're going to start reading at verse 1. If you have it, say Amen. Acts chapter 3 and verse number 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain, man, a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go in into the temple asked an alms, and Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. I want to take my text and glance off of this, expecting to receive something from them you may be seated a place called expectation when the man turned to Peter and John he was expecting to receive something and he got much so much more than what he was expecting but the key to what this the key to this verse was he was expecting to receive something from them whether it was a piece of gold or a piece of silver or a, just a morsel of bread or a piece of bread, he believed that there was something coming to him that would improve his situation. He had confidence about the moment, ex the expectancy that he would receive something that he desperately needed. Like it or not, we live our lives according to our expectations. Those who believe that their lives can be better generally make their lives better. Those who believe their lives cannot change typically remain in the same situation. A battered wife believes that somehow she deserves or she is destined to remain in the relationship with her husband who beats on her or, or treats her bad every day. An addict who believes that he can change does so one day at a time with the sense of expectation. I can do better. And the question this evening is, what do you expect from this service tonight? 
What do you expect out of this service tonight? There was a young psychology student serving in the army and he decided to test a theory drawing kitchen duty. He was given the job of passing out apricots. And at the end of the chow line, he began to pass out these apricots and nobody would take apricots. Nobody in the army liked them. And so he asked the first few soldiers that come by, do you want any apricots? And 90% said, no, we don't want none. Then he tried the more positive approach. Do you want, apric you want apricots, don't you? And about half of them answered, uh, yeah, I'll take some. And finally, he tried a third test. This time, he simply asked, one dish of apricots or two dishes? And in spite of the fact that the soldiers didn't like the apricots, 40% said, we'll take two dishes. And 50% said, we'll take one dish. A full 90% of them took the apricots. The experiment shows us that all too often you get what you expect. If you ask them in a way that expects a negative answer, you're gonna get a negative answer. But if you ask in a way and, and expecting a positive answer, you're gonna receive a positive answer. He swung the soldiers from 90% of not getting apricots to 90% saying, we'll take the apricots. It's all in your attitude. It's all in your expectation. If you come to church and you're just expecting the norm, you're just expecting a few songs and the preacher to preach and we're gonna have a good time in the Lord and I'm gonna worship and clap my hands a little bit and then we're gonna run down to the pizza joint. That's probably what you're gonna get. But if you come into this house with a positive attitude and you say, you know what, God, I've been promised some things in the past that have not come to pass that we talked about this morning. That pause. God, there is the pause. I'm in the waiting cycle of my life, but I come into this house expecting to receive the things of God and I'm not leaving till I receive my miracle. You get what you expect. Peter and John met the lame man at the gate called Beautiful. This gate was a beautiful gate, the Bible said. It was 75 foot high and it was 65 foot wide. That's almost, this sanctuary is a little over 60, I think it's 63 or four foot. I believe Brother DJ, if I remember right, in length, them gates was almost as wide as this building here. It was 75 foot tall, three times, almost three times the height of this ceiling that you're looking at here today. It was made from Corinthian brass, overlaid with thick, thick plates of pure gold. It was so heavy that it took 20 men to open and close it. And there he sat in his spot. I come to tell you, he was sitting, the Bible said he was sitting at the gate called beautiful. He was sitting in a beautiful place. He may have been in a bad situation, but he picked a beautiful place to sit at. 
Now, I don't know a lot panhandling. I don't know other than they're standing on about every corner nowadays with the sign saying, I will work for food or I need some gas money or I'm needing this. But I do know one thing. It's all about the spot, Brother Jimbo. And the ones that get the good spot, I'm telling you, they'll fight you for that spot. The ones that shell out and make all the money, they, it's all about this, this one spot, this one place. And this is, this is the place that I'm at. And man, I, I make the most money. And if somebody else gets here, boy, I'm telling you something. I don't know if you've ever been, but I've actually seen it. Well, they're fighting on the side of the road because somebody done come in and was trying to take over their spot and they, they wasn't gonna have it. Well, I come to tell you tonight, that's the way your expectation needs, needs to be. When you, come to, when you come into the house of God and, the, and, the, and begin to enter into the service, uh, you need to make up your mind, devil, this is my spot. This is my place of worship. This is where me and God get together. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you, I don't care what you do. Uh, I don't care what you say. Uh, but this is me and my, uh, this is me and my place. Uh, this is where me and God converse uh, on a daily, on a daily uh, uh, situation in prayer and uh, supplication. And I don't care what you do. I don't care what you say. I got my expectation set on things above and not on things beneath. It's an important place. This was one of the best spots to be. And over time, somewhere he had climbed the ladder. Somewhere he had made his way to this place and got in this position and he was sitting right there at the doorway to the temple. He was sitting by the gates called beautiful where the faithful would come in and go to church. There was something about it. He knew he had them. They would go into church and they would come out of church and maybe going to church. They would have compassion on him and they would drop a little bit of money or a little bit of food or, or coming out of a red hot service on a Sunday night. You know if there was somebody sitting out here at the end of the driveway, you know you would probably come out of a red hot service and there would be something about it. You'd reach deep in your pocket and pull out a little bit of money and you would give it to them. And that's all I got to give is a little bit of thread right there. That's how broke I am. You know, you, you, would, you would drop a little bit of money because there was something going on and he knew that and he, he was feeding off that. There was something about that he was using uh, this, this position, this place. And he he was getting uh, uh, something from them, a little bit of money or a little bit of food, but there, this day was not like just an ordinary day. This is, wasn't just a, a typical Sunday night service. Uh, why? Because he was expecting to receive uh, something from them. Uh, and Peter and John looked at him and said, Sir, uh, silver and gold uh, have I none, uh, but such as I have uh, I give unto uh, thee. Uh, you need to come into this service. Uh, you need to come in to every service, whether it be a church service, a prayer service, and you need to have the expectation, God, I could get my healing tonight. God, I could be redeemed tonight. God, I could receive the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost. 
Jacob, I come to tell you, though the fear and the doubt and the anxiety and the depression may be working on your mind and the devil might be telling you you're a failure. You failed here and you failed there and you're this. I come to tell you tonight, Jacob, that the devil is a liar. You're not a failure. You're at the right place at the right time. You chose the right place. You chose the gate called beautiful. The devil would have been telling you that knowing if you ever made your way to the Neosho Apostolic Lighthouse that your life would never be the same. And I promise you one thing, Jacob, you're gonna leave here and you're gonna feel something in this house that you will forever be changed. You will never be the same person. Why? Because I come into this house with my expectation. God, I'm gonna touch the throne room of God. I'm gonna touch the hem of the garment. I'm gonna lay hold of eternal life. It's all about expectancy, expectation. What are you talking about? Outside the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York, there is a hot dog vendor who sets up, who sets up there every day. He pays the city of New York over $640,000 a year to reserve his spot. I come to tell you today, and I come to promise you today, he is not paying over three quarters of a million dollars, not expecting to receive something in return. There's something about this spot. He reserves this spot. He pays $640,000 a year to have this spot to set where he's at. I don't know his profits. I don't know what his profits. I don't know what he makes, but I promise you one thing. When he opens his card every day, he does it with the expectation that he's about to make a solid return on his investment. I come to tell you today, this is the best investment you can make. You want a good return. This is the best place you can invest. You and your life and your family. This is the best return that you'll ever get in your life. What are you talking about? And you can go look and verify what I'm saying. He's there year after year after year after year. He's right there selling hot dogs right there on the side of the street. Why? Because he's expecting a return on his investment. I come to church and I'm expecting a return on my investment. Oh, not monetary, not money, but I'm expecting a crown of life. I'm expecting my... Oh, I just feel like preaching just for a little bit. I'm expecting that my children is gonna have a hedge built around them, Brother Zach Connor. I'm expecting my family to have a hedge built around them. I'm expecting me to have a hedge built around me. Why? Because I'm investing in the church. I'm investing in the house of God, in the things of God, in the ways of God. 
Mama, Daddy, I'm going to tell you something. I had you pray with your family. I'm going to tell you something. It's the best investment you can ever make to get your family around you and pray like you've never prayed and sing like you never sung and dance like you never danced and worship before. It's the best investment you'll ever make. Say, well, preacher, I don't do it for I don't do it for nothing either. I'm in doing it for a return because I know one thing: there's going to come a day when he puts one foot on land and the other on sea, and he declares that time shall be no more. And I'm expecting when I get there to hear him say, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." Sister Stacy sings that song. What do you want the Lord to say? Well done, good and faithful servant. That's why I serve him. That's why I live for him. That's why I'm faithful. I know I'm in a bad situation and I'm at a bad place, but I'm sitting in a beautiful place. I'm at the right place at the right time. I'm expecting. Woo! I'm just gonna obey the Holy Ghost. Brother Tony, let me tell you something. The devil would like to tell you you're a failure. The devil would like to tell you you failed. But I'm gonna tell you something. You just keep getting up. You just keep investing in the house of God. You just keep coming to church. You just... The devil like to tell you, oh, you're never gonna get over what your family's done and who's done, this is done. I'm gonna come to tell you, you just keep coming to church. You just keep investing in the church. I'm gonna tell you something. Brother Ryan, This is the best stock market you can invest in. This is the best shares that you can ever invest in. Dodge coin and cryptocurrency ain't got nothing on this. Coca-Cola and Pepsi and Walmart shares and even O'Reilly shares. Brother Henry, it ain't got nothing on this. I talked to Brother Henry, he invests in O'Reilly's and man, he's praying that they split. And I'm gonna tell you something. That's all good and fine. But I, I didn't see him, but I've heard. Let me rephrase that. Heard my grandpa, Triplet. He talked about it back in the, in, the, in the Great Depression. They was jumping out the windows, killing themselves. Lost all their money overnight. Lost everything they had. Didn't have nothing. I'm gonna tell you something. This will never leave you empty. This is what I feel tonight. This is what I'm investing in tonight. Will never leave me broke, busted, and disgusted. But it'll all... But it'll always be there, Brother Jacob. It'll always pick you up when you're down. It'll always come for you in the midnight hour when the devil comes in and begins to talk to you in the midnight. My God will be there and he'll be the peace that passes all understanding. I'm not just investing in this for myself. I'm investing in it for my family.
What do you need? What do you need from God? It's a place called expectation. In 1968, if you were to ask the question, which country would lead the world into watchmaking for the remainder of the century and into the next? The answer would have been a no-brainer. By 1968, Switzerland owned 65% of all watchmaking market worldwide. And they made 80% of the profits. They were the king of the watchmakers. You can thank the Swiss for all the great watchmaking advances of the 20th century, like the second hand, the self-winding, the waterproof watch. They all, they come in and they made these. They was the best. Nobody could change that. There was nobody even would come close to that. But you fast forward 12 years in the year of 1980. Switzerland only owned 10% of the world's watchmaking market share. Over 60,000 professional watchmakers in Switzerland. Only 50,000 over 10, only 10,000, sorry, was left to make watches. Over 50,000 was fired from their jobs. 80%. What are you talking about? They created a watch, and it was the digital watch. Digital time. But there was something about this digital watch that they said, nobody's going to want this watch. Nobody will take this watch. Nobody's, everybody's going to want that. They want to hear that tick. They want to hear them, see them hands ticking. And so they discarded it and throwed it away. Well, here come Japan. Japan picked it up and said, hey, we'll take that watch. We'll, we'll, we'll make that. We'll produce that watch. And it wasn't but just within them 12 short years that Japan was controlling the watch market. They was making over 65% of the market because they was willing to pick up what, something else, what somebody else discarded and throwed away. I talked to us this morning just for a little bit. There's going to be some that say, you know what? It's not worth it anymore. I don't want to live that way. I want to go that way. And they're going to discard this beautiful, this, this, this pearl of great price. And they're going to throw it away like it's nothing. But I come to tell you today that I'm going to sell everything that I have. And I'm going to buy the field. I'm going to purchase the field. Why? Because I found the treasure. I found the treasure in the field. And it's worth selling out for. It's worth selling everything that I got. What somebody discards, what's one man's trash may be another man's treasure. I come to tell you today, I've come to a place called expectation. I've come into a place tonight and my expectation is high. I'm expecting something from the Lord. I'm expecting high blinded eyes to be opened. I'm expecting, expecting the deaf ears to be unstopped. I'm expecting cancer to be healed. Sugar diabetes to be healed. High blood pressure to be healed. I'm expecting somebody to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm expecting anxiety to go. I'm expecting fear to go. Job, the third chapter in the 25th verse, 
for the things which I greatly feared is come upon me. That which I was afraid of is come unto me. Let me tell you something today. You get what you expect. If you expect bad, you're gonna get bad. If you expect uncertainty, you're gonna get uncertainty. But I come to tell you tonight, you need to come into this house and say, you know what? God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us the spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Satan, get thee behind me. I don't have to give in to the wiles of the devil. I've got the power. I've got the authority. And you shall, Brother Mike, receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. They'll come to the music. I'm almost done. If somehow we can position ourselves in a place called expectation, anything is possible. If we can position ourselves into a place of expecting a miracle, what if we positioned ourselves into a place of expecting a healing? What if I position myself into a place of expecting a blessing? What if I position myself into a place of expecting a new start? What if I position myself into a place of expecting forgiveness? What if I position myself into a place expecting peace within my home? What if I position myself into a place of expecting financial blessing? What if I moved from where I am to the place called expectation? What are you talking about? Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask or even think. And yes, Sister Linnea, that's found in Ephesians chapter three and verse 20. God blesses, God bases my blessings about what I can ask or think. It's not just some random choice of God. It's not just the drawing of the straw or the rolling of the dice that gets me what I need. It's not the will of fortune that you can spin and hoping, I hope it, it lands on what I need. Uh, no, this is about the asking and about the getting. This is about the exceedingly. This is about the abundantly, what we can ask. I'm gonna tell you something, Brother Cliff, it's more, he left the way out. He said, you know what? If you feel bad for just asking, I'll tell you, it's more than you can ask or even think. Brother DJ, if we don't have the courage to ask, God, I need a healing in my body. God, I need a financial blessing. If you ain't got what it takes to ask, if you feel too bad, let me tell you something tonight. Sir, ma'am, just think it. Just put it on your mind and think about it. Why? I'll tell you why. I'm moving to a place called expectation. What are you talking about? I get to decide my level of change that I expect. Once I decide that things are going to be better, then they're going to be better. 
once I decide things are not going to go and stay the same, then they're not going to stay the same. Once I determine I'm not going to remain in my troubles, once I determine I'm not going to step into it, I'm going to step into a new place, a new joy, a new peace. I'm going to tell you something, that's when it's going to happen. Once I decide that I'm tired of the level of where I'm at, once I decide I'm tired of staying on the same plateau, then I, brother, I come to tell you I'm moving up another level. I'm going up another dimension. What are you talking about? Only one place can move you from where you're at, and that's a place called expectation. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm almost done, I promise you. When Goliath stepped on the battlefield, the Israelite soldiers thought, man, he's so big, I can never kill him. He's so huge and so tall, I could never whip a man of that stature. But here come little David. You know what David's expectation was and David's thoughts was, man, he's so big, I can't miss. How could I miss a, how could I miss a man that size? It's all in, and all in what you're thinking. You can sit there and say, well, I can never overcome this trial. I'll never get through this battle. I'll never whip this giant. Or you could come out and say, man, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. The bigger they are, the harder they come down. I can do it. I can win. I'm a winner. You need to get a made up mind tonight. I can do it. David said, you know what? I'm not standing here in this valley of doubt and unbelief. I'm moving out of this valley. I'm getting out of this valley. Come here, boy. I know you're big and you think you're bad, but I'm gonna tell you something. This day, I'm gonna feed your head. I'm gonna feed your body to the fowls of the air because you come to me with a spear and a sword. But what? I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. We're a people of the name. It's time we move up. It's time we step out. It's time we turn around. It's time we take, take up residency in a better spot, in a better location. He's beat you around and he's beat you down long enough. What are you talking about? We started this message with the lame man at the gate. And I want to point out one more time. He got more than what he expected. Yes, he did. You listen to one thing. If you don't hear anything else that I say, you remember one thing. That the lame man, he got more than a piece of coin. He got more than a little piece of silver or a piece of gold. He got more than a little morsel of bread. 
I come there today to tell you that somebody packed him there that day and set him at the gate because he was lame. He couldn't make it on his own. Somebody packed him there and set him down and set him up. But I come to tell you today that he walked home. He walked home rejoicing because he got more than what he was expecting. Sister Barb, it's not a figment of the imagination that you could get more than your healing. Daphne and them, they could be saved. They could come into the house of God. You might have come in expecting a healing, but you could get your healing and your family saved. Why? Because God will give you more than what you expect. You invest in God. His return is way better than what you could ever believe or what you could ever imagine. What are you talking about, preacher? You have not because you ask not. He said, ask what you will. It's that shall again, Brother Mike. It's that shall. Not maybe, but it shall. It shall. Heaven's point of view, my perspective is that God, you promised it, I just don't see it. But heaven's perspective is it's already gonna happen. It's already promised. It's already on the way. I'm gonna tell you something. You can't find a CD you can't buy, find a stock or a share that could give you the return of what the church can give you. Woo. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I want everybody to come to the front. We're not going to shout about I, I just, I, I want you to, if you got expectation, I want you to put it on your mind. But I'm going to tell you something here. Let me give you a little insight about the Lord. There's people that invest their money. They, they invested in this FX currency, cryptocurrency. And this dude was juggling these accounts. Spending all this money. Man, he had all these big sports stars. And now they're in big lawsuits because they was pushing this cryptocurrency. And they was fronting it and backing it. And this, this dude was smooth and he was juggling it like Bernie Madoff, Madoff and billions and billions of dollars. And he was giving a little return here and there. And when it all come down to it, this guy was broke. Spent all his money, had some assets. And they quickly seized them and sold them, gave back. But it didn't touch what the debt was. The Bible said that Job got up and he offered sacrifice every day for his children. Little Tim Jones. The Bible said just in case that they might have sinned. He didn't know if they sinned, but just in case they sinned. 
And there was a battle going on in the heavens. And the Bible said that Satan was walking to and fro. And he said, hey, have you considered my servant Job? He said, yeah, I've considered him. But you got a hedge built around him. But I'm going to tell you something. You take that hedge down and I'll have Job cursing you to your face. Now what gets me is Satan was already looking at Job because the Bible said he was a righteous man. I'm going to tell you something. You can't convince me in a million years if he was the best car salesman on earth. You couldn't convince me that there wasn't a hedge built around his children because he would have attacked them. You know why? Because soon as the hedge was took down, he took right to them children. He wiped every one of them, killed them all. But because Job was offering sacrifice and investing, he had a hedge not only around him, but he had a hedge around his family. I'm going to tell you something, Dad, Mom. The best investment you can make is right here for your family. The best investment you can make is right here. Oh, I know we'd all love to have money. You know, I know it takes money to make the world go around. That's great. But sometimes there's something better than money. And it's known that your children is safe. That they're in a safe place. Say, well... My children ain't in church, but Tony, the boys ain't in church. I'm going to tell you something. God can put a hedge around them because of you. God can put a hedge around your children because of the life you're living. What are you talking? I don't know if I believe. I'm going to tell you something. It don't say that his children either sinned or not sinned, but they was righteous and they was, they was protected because dad was getting up every day and he was offering sacrifice and he was praying for them babies every day. What are you talking about? I'm investing. I'm, 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 I'm at a place called expectation. God, I'm expecting. I'm keeping the law. I'm a righteous man. I'm living by the letter of the law. I'm expecting you to do... Hey, it's not bad for you to do your part and God do his part. You just do your part. What you can ask or even think he's willing to do. And as they sing something tonight, whatever your expectation is, whatever you come expecting, I want, to, I want you to put your hands in the air. I want you to lift up your voice and I want you to begin to tell God, God, I'm moving to a place called expectation. God, I'm moving to a place called beautiful. I'm expecting something from you tonight. God, I'm giving you my all. I'm putting it in your hands. I'm turning it over to you. I'm believing in you. I'm trusting in you. God, you said you would never fail me. You would never let me down. I just feel like something good 